Hello and welcome to the newest New York Islanders and just general hockey podcast. My name is Kobe Schechter. I am a one-man show and we will have a pretty interesting pilot episode. I've got a lot of interesting topics and controversies that have been happening in the sports world and and throughout the world in general. Uh, so first off, I want to start off with the death of George Floyd. I know that has been, I mean, everybody, including myself, has been on a hair trigger since then. It, it's, it hasn't been a fun situation to be in. I mean, the looting going on. I mean, my condolences to George Floyd's family. It, it's horrible what happened to him just for a counterfeit $20 bill. And just for, I think, just because he was black, the police officers did have either a fear or some sort of hate in their hearts towards him. My my sincerest condolences to his family. All right, so enough with the heavy stuff. I want to try to stick to hockey and sports as much as I can. So the NHL hasn't set a return date yet for uh, the resumption of the 2019-20 season, but they did make an announcement that said or Gary Bettman did make an announcement that said the the regular season is done. Doesn't matter how many games everyone's played, the regular season is over. And when the season does resume, we don't have a date for that, but it will because the NHL released a 2014 playoff format uh, a few weeks ago. <clears throat> so I have predictions and why those teams will win over their opponents. So I'm going to start with the East and the top four seeds. The top four seeds in the East are the Boston Bruins, who had... Hold on, let me check the standings for one quick second. So the Boston Bruins this season had a one of the most ridiculous records I've seen in a lo- in a in a few years, actually. <laughs> no, that sounds bad, but... The Capitals had 56 wins in 2015-16 and 55 in 2016-17. So the Bruins probably, they, I don't think they would have gotten 56, but they definitely would have hit 50. In 70 games this season, they had a record of 44, 14, and 12 for 100 points even, 227 goals allowed, 174 goals against. So they are, they are one of the top four seeds. Uh, the next top four seed in the East, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I'm sure are thinking, what do we have to do to avenge last year's massive playoff disappointment when they got swept by the Sergei Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin-led Columbus Blue Jackets, both of which, both of those players have since left. The Lightning last season had the most ridiculous record I've ever seen, and it tied for the best record in, or tied for, they tied for the most wins in the regular season in NHL history. They were 62, 16, and 4. 62, 16, and 4. Like, what? Who does that? So, this year, they started off slow, and, but they, they came on really strong starting in December. They started to come alive. They, in 70 games, they had a record of 43, 21, and 6. 
for 92 points, 245 goals allowed, 195 goals against. So they they are star-studded with Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Tyler Johnson, Victor Hedman, Andre Vasilevsky. You can go on and on. They are from top to bottom. I would have to think the they have the most depth of any team in the NHL. So the next seat or the next team is the Washington Capitals, who won the Stanley Cup, breaking a very long forty-four year drought to win their first ever title in twenty eighteen in sixty-nine games. This season they had a record of forty-one twenty and eight for ninety points, two hundred and forty goals for. 215 goals against. They are also, they're aging, but they still are star-studded with Alex Ovechkin, who would have hit 50 goals easily this year. Nicholas Backstrom, who signed a five-year, $46 million extension earlier in the season. I think Backstrom totally won those negotiations, but we will get to that in another episode. And... The Capitals had a, uh, I would say, a pretty big disappointment in the playoffs. Last year, they lost in seven games, despite having a 3-2 to lead, I believe, against the Carolina Hurricanes. They lost Game 7 at home in double overtime with Brockman getting the winner. And they will be looking to go further in the playoffs this year. There's no doubt about it. So the final top four team from the East, the Philadelphia Flyers who missed the playoffs last year. They were on they they were so hot up until the pause. They were 9 and 1 in their last 10 games before the pause. In 69 games this season they had a record of 41 21 and 7. Kevin Hayes of all people surprisingly in my opinion has played up to his contract so far. He signed a 7-year $50 million deal in the summer of 2019 last year. I believe he had... Oh, hold on, let me check how many goals he had. I, I, I believe he had 21 or 22. He had... He had 23. So he had 23 points. I mean, no, tw- no, sorry. 23 goals, 41 points in 69 games, minus six. He was their big fish, free agent signing this past offseason. I thought it was a bad contract at the time. I still don't think it's great, but I think he's played up to it more than people thought he would. So now we move on to the matchup. So the top four seeds will have buys, like in football. Like if you're the top team, you have a buy. So the matchups go like this. The number so the seeding is based on points percentage. So the number eight seeded Toronto Maple Leafs will be taking on the number nine Columbus Blue Jackets in round number one. The Toronto Maple Leafs have incredible, have an incredible top six led by Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and John Tavares and William Nylander, who make a combined total of 40 and a half million bucks. But either way, they're all four of those guys, great players. They can carry your offense. They've also got a really good supporting cast. In they've also got a really good supporting cast in Kasperi Kapanen, who had 20 goals last year. 
Zach Hyman, who can bring a little bit of agitation, and he could put he could put twenty goals in for you a year. They've got, I mean, their defense does have question marks in terms of consistency and just talent in general. Cody Cece did not have a good year for them, but he got hurt, and I wouldn't imagine he's going to play in the playoffs. So Cody Cece. In 56 games with the Leafs this year, had one goal, seven assists for eight, and seven assists for eight points. He was a plus seven, 20 penalty minutes. And compared to 2018 19 when he was with the Senators, ugh. Even like the Senators were bad and were bad last year. His numbers have gotten worse despite playing for a better team, which I find very alarming. In 2018 19, Cody Cece had. In 74 games, 26 points, minus 22 on a bad team. This year, plus 7, only 8 points in 56 games. So I wouldn't think he's going to play. Morgan Riley is definitely their top defenseman. He's been with the team his entire career ever since he was drafted by the Leafs in 2012 with the 5th overall pick. And he's... Had himself a very good career, 270 points in 517 games, minus 40 career rating. But again, a lot of those years he was on very bad teams with the Leafs before they got good in 2016-17. Even in 2016-17, he was a minus 20. But he was a Norris Trophy candidate last year, and he probably should have won it because he had a... A huge offensive season, 72 points in 82 games, 20 goals, 52 assists, plus 24 rating, only 14 penalty minutes. This year, hampered by injuries a little bit in 47 games, he had 27 points plus 6. He is on, I believe, one of the best contracts that the Maple Leafs have. He's making $5 bucks to be a Norris candidate. So, I mean... Again, there's Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Kesberry Kapanen, Zach Hyman. They're the Maple Leafs' top six is among the best in the NHL, and there's no debating that. Columbus, who the Maple Leafs will be going up against, they had a sort of like my team, the New York Islanders. They, they were this year's New York Islanders. Not a lot of expectations. They lost three huge players to free agency. Artemi Panarin went to the Rangers. Sergei Borovsky went to the Panthers. And Matt Duchesne went to the Predators. So they, I thought they were going to be in the basement. Every, uh, a lot of writers at NHL.com did, I believe. Even though, they've, even though they do have Cam Atkinson, Nick Foligno, uh, Gustav Nyquist... Boone Jenner, Oliver Bjorkstrand is good. Pierre-Luc Dubois, who is due for a new deal this offseason. They have a decent top six, a decent forward group, but I don't. It, it does not rival Toronto's at all. Their defense is good. They play like a team. Zach Wierenski, who signed, I think, a a very a very team friendly contract with Columbus. On September 9th, 2019, just before training camps opened, it was three years, 15 mil. 
So he's the leader of that defense. He had this season 41 points in 63 games. He's an offensive defenseman. Nine or plus nine in 63 games. He played exactly 300. He's played exactly 300 in the NHL. They've also got on defense Ryan Murray, who I believe was hurt for a, a lot of time this year. Yes, he has been hurt a lot in 27 points or 27 games. He only had nine points minus nine. So, I mean, maybe they can get him back. I don't know. I don't really follow the Blue Jackets all that much. So my prediction for this series is, I mean, Columbus, they're, they're going off of adrenaline, right? They had, I believe, a fantastic regular season. Again, everyone thought they were going to be a basement dweller, but I don't think they've got the team and the front and the upfront talent that it takes to beat Toronto. I believe Toronto is going to beat uh, Columbus in five. So these are best of five series, just to make that clear. I think this one will go the distance. Toronto will beat Columbus in five because their forward group is too good. I mean, both teams have good goalies, but Toronto's forward group will be too much for Columbus to handle. Next series, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins against the five-seeded Penguins against the 12-seeded Canadians. I mean, the Canadians do have Carey Price. They do have Max Domi. They've got some good players. They've got Tomas Tatar, who's been awesome for them ever since they traded for him in the Pacioretty deal on September 13th or September 10th, I think it was, 2018. It was mid-September. It was, okay, I now I know, it was September 10th because it was just before the Eric Carlson trade to the Sharks. So they have Jonathan Drouin, Tomas Tatar, Brennan Gallagher, who is a pest, Paul Byron, who has scored 20 goals for them before, Max Domi, who is team agitator. Joel Armia is a decent role guy. They've got uh, some nice defenders. They've got Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie. That's about it. Their, their defense isn't that great. and Their forward group is good, but their defense is not that great. They do have Carey Price, who can steal games and series. Pittsburgh has got a star-studded cast in Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. They might be able to get Jake Gensel back from a uh, torn labrum, which he tore on December 30th against the Senators right after scoring a goal. He fell into the boards and injured his shoulder and was ruled out for the remainder of the season. But who knows where that will go now. So... They, the Penguins got a big addition at the at the trade deadline in Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild. Jason Zucker is a a very good top six player who had who had success in a small sample size with Pittsburgh. He had twelve points in fifteen games minus one. He has scored thirty goals before. He scored thirty goals once in seventeen eighteen when he had thirty three. The next year he fell down to twenty one. And then he's more like a 25-goal scorer, more than 30. But he's a good player. They Sidney Crosby and Malkin. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, they need no introductions whatsoever. 
they will be surefire Hall of Famers when their career is when their careers are over. They they've got the experience, they've got the pedigree, they know what it takes to win. They've each won three Stanley Cups. Uh, Pittsburgh's top end talent along. They've also got Patrick Hornfoot, Patrick Hornquist, and Nick Bukestad. They will be too much for Montreal to handle. I think Carey Price will win them a game. I've got Pittsburgh beating Montreal in four out of out of a best of five. Keep in mind, these are best of five series, not seven. So the next series, Islanders versus Panthers. Oh, my beloved New York Islanders. So the Islanders had an incredible... 17-game point streak from October 11th to, I believe, November 27th or 24th. It was late November when their point streak was ended by the Ducks in a 3-0 shutout in Anaheim. So the Islanders, they've got a decent top six. Nothing special, but it's good. They've got very good center depth with Barzell at the one, Nelson at the two, J.G. Pajot, who they got at the deadline at the three, and Casey Sezikis at the four, who they will be getting back from injury when the playoffs start. Their defense, the way they play, needs no introduction. Everyone knows what they did last year. It fell off a little bit this year, but that that's expected because obviously it's really hard to do what they did for two years in a row. They allowed 196 goals in 2018-19 to win the Jennings Trophy, which was split between Robin Lehner and Robin Lehner and Thomas Grice. Lehner has since he since went to the Chicago Blackhawks and was traded to Vegas at the trade deadline on February 24th. I mean, the Islander defense it, it's good. I mean, they don't have anybody special on this roster. Nelson, Brock Nelson, another career high in points. Matthew Barzell needs no introduction. He is incredible. He is the best player on the Islanders, no doubt about it. JG Pajot, we only saw seven games of him, so I can't really give a fair evaluation on him yet. Anthony Beauvillier... Derek Broussard, who I thought was okay for them this year. Anders Lee, Jordan Eberle. I mean, they've got a decent top six, but they they had a they did beat Florida all three times early this season. But Florida has got way more top end talent with Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberdo, Evgeny Dadanov, Mike Hoffman. Eric Halla, uh, Nola Chari, who scored 20 goals for them. Aaron Ekblad, Keith Yandel, Mike Matheson, Anton Strawman, and Sergei Bobrovsky, who had a terrible first year as a Panther in goal. He, this year, had in 50 games a 323 goals against average and a 900 save percentage. Nowhere near where he should be. He should be in the 920s. He is that good. So if Sergei, like, Sergei Bobrovsky played them very tough. The Islanders won all three games against the Panthers, but they won 3-2 in a shootout, 2-1 in regulation, 
and 3 to 1 on December 12th. And they only won by two goals because Anders Lee scored an empty netter with not even five seconds left in the game. It was basically a one-goal game the whole way. But the Panthers had a very hard time beating the Islanders to the net. They had a hard time putting pucks in the net. The Islanders, I've got them beating Florida in five. I think it's going to go the distance. They play. The Islanders play much better defense than the Panthers, and we all know defense wins championships. The Panthers are going to live and die in the series by Sergei Bobrovsky. That's just the way I'm looking at it. They're going to live and die by him. There's no doubt about it. So, the last Eastern Conference series is the Carolina the 6-seeded Carolina Hurricanes at the 11 seed or against the 11 seed New York Rangers. If I didn't mention the Islanders are the 7 seed and the Panthers are the 10. So the, the New York Rangers against the Carolina Hurricanes. Sorry, I got the Rangers winning in 3. They have dominated Carolina this year. Both teams have great top-end talent, but the Rangers have the better goalie. And I think their top-end talent is a little bit better. They've got Artemi freaking Panarin, who needs no introduction whatsoever. His first year with the New York Rangers, he was incredible, putting up 95 points in 69 games with a plus 36 rating. And he only missed one game, which happened to be against the Islanders. He only missed one game all year, and that was the game before the All-Star break, which was against the Islanders. He, he's, Artemi Panarin is everything you want in a top forward. He's got speed. He could shoot the freaking puck. He could pass. He could do it all. Mika Zibanejad, another guy who needs no introduction for what he's done this year. 41 goals in 57 games with 75 points and a plus 9 rating. Him and Panarin have been dynamite all year, and I think they will pick Carolina apart. Carolina... Carolina's got good top-end talent. They do. In Sebastian Ajo... Tavo Teravainen, Vincent Trocek. They've also got an extremely underrated defense in Jacob Slavin, Dougie Hamilton, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Joel Edmondson. They play... And Brett Pesci, who... Brett Pesci had a breakout season this year. He had... or I, I wouldn't call it really... No, no he... No, sorry. No, no, no. no. That, was, that was last year. I'm, I apologize. But he had in 61... Brett Pesci in 61 games had 18 points plus 7 rating. Dougie Hamilton, who I don't know how Carolina pulled off that trade. That sent Noah Hannafin, who was a bust for them, to the Calgary Flames. So it was Dougie Hamilton and Elias Lindholm for Adam Fox... Dougie Hamilton and Michael Furland, who since who only played one year with Carolina, he signed with the Vancouver Canucks in the summer of 2019. So 
Dougie Hamilton would have... He would have been a Norris finalist if he didn't get hurt. In 47 games before he broke his leg, 40 points, 14 goals, 26 assists, plus 30 rating in 47 games. Imagine if he played a full 82-game season. He would have been a plus 50 if he kept that up. They've also got Sammy Votnin, who hasn't played a game yet. Who knows if he will? I have no idea. He'll probably be available them to come for them to come back so to summarize I think Carolina's got better defense but their goalies are not nearly as good as Igor Shesterkin for the Rangers I've got Carolina losing or I've got the Rangers beating Carolina in three they will be too much for the Hurricanes to handle in terms of their top end talent and goaltending even though Carolina has the experience Sorry, Canes fans. I've got the Rangers in three. So, that wraps up the East. We will move on to the West. Excuse me. Give me one second. Uh, So, the top four seeds in the West are the St. Louis Blues, the defending Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, who will be looking to repeat. They've got... The summer of 2019 for them was their best offseason ever. They acquired Ryan O'Reilly, Tyler Bozak, David Perron. It was incredible what they did last year, going from last place in the entire league on January 3rd to beating Boston in seven games to win the Stanley Cup. They've got Ryan O'Reilly, Jaden Schwartz, Braden Shen, Tyler Bozak, David Perron. On defense, they've got Alex Petrangelo, who is a a pending unrestricted free agent. Colton Pareko, who is incredibly underrated in my opinion. He doesn't get nearly enough credit for how good he is. He was a 30-point defenseman when he came into the league. In his first three seasons, he put up 33 points in 15-16. 35 in 16 17 and 35 again in 17 18. And in the last two seasons, he's put up 28, but he would have had closer to 35 if this season didn't get paused because he only played in 64 games. He is on a great contract, five years, 27 and a half million that runs through 2022. I mean, I've got. Uh, sorry, did I run? Oh, shoot. Oh, no, so never mind. Sorry. Uh, So they, so that's the St. Louis Blues in a nutshell. They've also got Jordan Bennington at goalie. They are primed for another deep run, whoever they play. The next team is the Colorado Avalanche, who I think are primed to make noise, serious noise in, in this upcoming playoff because they're young, they're fast, and they're only getting better every game. They've got a star-studded cast, a young star-studded cast in Nathan McKinnon, who has put up 90-plus points in the last two seasons. They've got Miko Rantanen, who did suffer an injury and had a down year, probably because he missed all of training camp. Gabriel Landeskog, their captain, 
who has been a consistent player throughout his entire career. He put up 44 points in 54 games this season. He had 75 and 73 last year, 62 and 78 the year before that. So the Avalanche have tons of skill. They've also got Eric Johnson, Kale McCarr, who is incredible. Ian Cole, they've got a Wiley vet who's won cuffs with Pittsburgh. He knows what it takes. He can be their mentor. They've also got a a good... They've got a couple of good goalies. Wait, what happened to... Oh, shoot. They, they've got Pavel Francouz. I don't know how you say that name. They've got Philip Grubauer, who got hurt this year. And I, I forgot about Nazem Kadri. That's another guy who got hurt. They... They are the most injured team in the NHL. That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> uh, but they've got a star-studded cast. They're young. They're ready to make noise. So, and the next team in the top four is the Vegas Golden Knights. They have got not a star-studded cast, but they've got a lot of really good players. They've got Mark Stone, who's gotten better and better every year he's been in the NHL. Max Pacioretty, who put up 30 goals for them this year. William Carlson, the Wild Bill. Jonathan Marcheseau. They've got a very good top six. Very, very good top six. They've got... A wily vet in Mark Andre Fleury, who's won three Stanley Cups with Pittsburgh. He knows what it takes. They've got very good defense. They've got Nate Schmidt, Shea Theodore, Alec Martinez, who's won two Cups with LA. Braden McNabb, who I think is a very good bottom pairing defenseman. I mean, Shea Theodore, he did get diagnosed with testicular cancer. Earlier this season, I hope he's doing well in his recovery. I read his article on the Players Tribune. You should definitely check it out. So that's Vegas. The next and final team in the top four in the West is the Dallas Stars. They've got they've got big names who have not performed for them this year. Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, Alexander Radulov, Joe Pavelski, uh, John Klingberg, Stephen Johns, Essa Lindell. Their goalie is very good. Their defense is incredible. They have allowed... They are among the best teams in terms of goals allowed. They are among the worst in goals scored. Ben Bishop is their goalie. He's been deep in the playoffs before he's almost won a Stanley Cup with Tampa or he almost did in 15 in 2014 15 when they lost to Chicago so Jamie Ben very very disappointing season he only had 39 points in 69 games and he had been on the decline he had 79 points in 82 games in 2017-18 in a full 82-game season, 79 points, 36 goals, 43 assists. 2018-19, there's where you start to see the decline. He had 27 goals, 53 points in 78 games. And this year, 
69 games. He had 39 points. The reason I think he's declined, he's a power forward who is physical. He fights. He's he's a heart and soul type of guy. Tyler Sagan has just had a real dumb luck season. In 69 games, he had 50 points, only 17 goals. I mean, Dallas, their offense has a lot of questions, but they won enough games, obviously, to be in the top four. So now we're moving on to the, we're moving on to the, sorry, (laughs) sorry, I'm I'm trying to gain my composure. We're moving on to the matchups. You've got the number eight seeded Calgary Flames playing the number nine Winnipeg Jets. My prediction for that is Calgary will beat Winnipeg and will will beat Winnipeg in five, and here's why. They had a massive disappointment last season, losing in five to Colorado when everyone was picking them to crush them. In turn, the Avalanche crushed them because Nathan McKinnon completely took that series over. They want to go further this year. They've got a new coach, a fresh a fresh voice, because Bill Peters was fired for racial allegations or for racial slurs that he directed toward Akeem Alou or Aliou, I don't know how you pronounce his name, I'm sorry. That article came out in November. You should probably check it out. It's very disturbing. I'm warning you and very eye-opening. So back to the series, the Flames have a very good top six. They've got big names, Johnny Gaudreau, Sean Monaghan, Elias Lindholm, a little lesser of a name, but he's he's a very, very good player, very underrated. Milan Lucic, who is a playoff vet. He's won a cup in Boston. They've got a very solid defense in... Mark Giordano, who was a Norris candidate, or did he win the Norris? I think he won the Norris in 17-18. Hold on, let me look that up. Yes, he did win the Norris Trophy. I believe it was in 1718. I will I'm looking at it right now. Give me one second. No, no, no. He won it last year. He won it in 2019. So he was the best defenseman in the league last last season. And his numbers showed it. He had in 78 games, he had 74 points and a plus 39 rating. This year, he's fallen back down, 31 points in 60 games. He's a lifetime Calgary Flame. <clears throat> he, they, he, he And their captain, he definitely wants to lead them to the promised land this season. And Winnipeg, I've got questions about their defense. They're not so much their goaltending, but their defense has question marks. But they've got 
big names in an incredible forward group. They've got Mark Shifley, who I have a jersey of. He's my favorite non-Islander. Patrick Laine, Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor, Matthew Perot, who's a vet. But their defense, oh, there's there's some question marks there, man. Josh Morrissey is their best defenseman. And after him, I would say Neil Pionk is their second best. Their defense, it's full of bottom bottom pairing guys. It's Nathan Beaulieu, Dylan DeMello, Carl Dahlstrom, Sammy Niku, Tucker Pullman, Anthony Batetto. It's not a good defense. So I think the Flames will be too much for them to handle. And I've got them beating Winnipeg in five. So next series, Chicago against the so the twelve seeded Blackhawks against the five seeded Oilers. You can call me nuts here. I've got Chicago beating Edmonton in four because they have the experience, they have the pedigree, they know what it takes to win. They're not that old yet. I mean, they're getting older, but they're not. I mean, Kane is in his early thirties. Keith is in, he's older, he's in his mid-30s. Taves is in his early 30s. They're not that old yet, and I feel like they've got one more big playoff run in them. It's going to take another learning experience for Connor McDavid's Oilers to figure out how to go far in the playoffs. So I've got them beating Edmonton in four. They, Chicago also has better, the better goalie in Corey Crawford. I mean, I mean that's the one big upset that I've got. Vancouver will beat Minnesota or so sorry, excuse me. The 7 seeded Canucks against the 10 seeded Wild. I've got Vancouver winning that series in 3 because Minnesota's old. They've they just haven't been able to get over that hump. They're getting older and older. Vancouver is young. They've got Elias Pedersen, Bo Horvat, Quinn Hughes, who was a, who was an absolute beast for them on defense this season. Uh, just a very good for. They also added Tyler Toffoli at the trade deadline. Their defense has question marks. Alex Edler, he's good. Tyler Myers is good, but below them, I mean, sorry, Quinn Hughes, Alex Edler, Tyler Myers, they're good, but below them, I've got question marks. They've got a good young goalie in Thatcher Demko. They are primed to make noise. If Minnesota is going to win this series in any way with the guys that they have, it's going to take a miracle. They've got they've got good players. I'm not saying they suck, but they're old. They've got Zach Parisi, who's 35. Zuccarello, Matt Zuccarello is 32. Miku Koivu's 37. Eric Stahl is 35. Kevin Fiala is really good. He's 23. He, the, he's going to have to put that team on their backs. Their defense is, I think, again, middle of the pack. Ryan Suter, Matt Dumba, Jared Spurgeon. Below those three, there are question marks. They do have Devin Dubnik in goal, who ever since going to the wild in 2014-15 has really found his niche but he had a terrible season this year 
890 save percentage and a 335 goals against average in 30 games. I I sorry, I've got I've got Vancouver winning that series in 3 and I think they're going to win it easily. Last series, Arizona. Arizona the 11 seeded Coyotes against the 6 seeded Predators. Uh, I've got Arizona beating Nashville in four, and that's a bold prediction. Not necessarily an upset prediction, in my opinion, but it is a bold prediction because Nashville did not do that, or they didn't do as well as they would have liked this season. In 69 games, they had, they, they were 35, 26, and 8 for 78 points, 215 goals for, 217 goals allowed. The Coyotes, they didn't do as well as they would have liked either. But again, they had injuries. It, it was it, they had rotten luck in seventy games. They were thirty three twenty nine and eight for seventy four points. One hundred ninety five goals allowed, or no, one hundred ninety five goals scored, one hundred and eighty seven goals allowed. Coyotes have actually allowed the least goals in the Pacific Division. With 187. No other team in the Pacific allowed less than 211. And that team that allowed the second fewest was Vegas. So the Coyotes, they play good defense. They struggle offensively. But again, defense wins championships. Nashville, I think they're getting older. I've got them beating... I've got Arizona beating Nashville in four. They're young. They're ready to make noise. So that's the end of my predictions. And now I will. So I'm going to be talking about some Max Kellerman's controversial comments that he made earlier today on ESPN First Take, which is his his talk show on TV. And I believe it's on radio as well. I don't know what station. I apologize. The comments that he made about the NHL earlier today, I thought were totally, they were ignorant. They were just very uninformed. He doesn't, he hasn't, Max Kellerman does not watch enough hockey or follow enough hockey to freaking talk about hockey. He, why are you talking about hockey? Why the hell are you talking about hockey when you don't follow the goddamn sport at all? Just come on. You need to fucking watch the games. You don't know how much that league makes. You really don't know how much that league makes, do you? Carlo Koliakovo, a former NHL player, said on his Twitter account that the NHL makes $4 billion a year. That's not million with an M. It's billion with a B. So Carlo Koliakovo... He played for, in his NHL career, played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, St. Louis Blues, Detroit Red Wings, St. Louis Blues, Philadelphia Flyers, and Buffalo Sabres. And the, I did he, I, I feel like he played for the, no, he didn't play for the Oilers. I thought he did. Uh, but career NHL journeyman, 157 points in 470 games as a defenseman. 
Max, you need to fucking watch hockey. I what I don't know what the fuck you were talking about, but you need to watch freaking hockey. You you cannot talk about hockey not being a major sport. You you can't say that. You don't you the only time I've ever heard you idiots mention hockey on first take, you and Stephen A. The only time before this I've heard you even mention hockey was when Stephen A. was ripping James Dolan and for his ownership. Because guess who he owns? He owns the Knicks, the Rangers, and all of Madison Square Garden and everything to do with it. <clears throat> I've really, I got nothing. James Dolan, terrible owner. Stephen A. was rightfully ripping him. He is a Knicks fan, but that's the, he, he said, the man who runs the Knicks and the Rangers, he is the only guy on all of out of the three big people on first take Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, and Molly, I don't know how to say her last name. He is Stephen A is the only guy on your out of all of you clowns that have mentioned hockey ever on ESPN first take for everybody to hear and see. Watch the fucking games. Do me a favor. You haven't watched hockey in your life, Max. You really have not watched any... If you watched hockey once in your life, you wouldn't have said the stuff you said today. You're uninformed, you're ignorant, and those comments today were very... Unin- you were, again, false, just fake news. You're wrong. You are 100% freaking wrong. I don't... You can disagree with me all you want, Max. I don't give a shit. You're wrong. Uninformed comments at a ridiculous time. Sorry. No. Your comments were ridiculous. That's the only way I can put it. That is it. So, the NBA, actually, so a little to sidetrack here off of hockey, the NBA has, uh, they're going to most likely ratify their return to play plan, which is, excuse me, it's going to be 22 teams which will take place in Orlando, Florida, because they've got all the hotels, they've got all the accommodations out there that players could want. And, yeah, I mean, the NHL has yet to decide on their hub cities. I mean, I would assume... There's going to be two, one for the East and one for the West. I would assume the Eastern... or No, sorry, excuse me. I would assume the Western one is going to be Vegas, Las Vegas. Because just like Orlando, it's got so many, it's got so much accommodations or so many accommodations. They've got so many hotels. They've got everything players could possibly want. Everything. Uh, The Eastern one is up in the air. If coronavirus did not hit the state of New York and New York City as bad as it did, New York would definitely be in consideration for the Eastern Hub City, which it is not. It is not in consideration so these games will undoubtedly be played in empty stadiums. No one is going. It's not safe. Until we get a vaccine, they're never going to allow full capacity, in my opinion. So it's a tough situation. They're, I, they've got more information than I do. There's guys that they pay to come up with this stuff on a daily basis. I mean, I mean, I want hockey back, but part of me says, why the hell don't you just cancel this freaking season and try to come back in September? I don't know. That's what they probably should do. The American Hockey League did that. 
A bunch of other smaller hockey leagues did that. The, I know the ECHL did that. I would assume the CHL did that. It, it's, it, it's not fun. I mean, just to hear them squabbling about this, it, it's pretty comical. Baseball is easily the most comical out of all of these. It, it just has not been going well between the MLB and the MLB Players Association. Rejected proposals... And I really, I really doubt that we're going to see baseball this year. With, with the squabbling going on and the infighting, I don't think we're going to see baseball. I really don't. So, hockey, once again, I've got Toronto beating Columbus in five. I've got Pittsburgh beating Montreal in four. The Islanders will beat Florida in five. The Rangers will beat Carolina in three. Uh, Calgary will beat Winnipeg in five. Chicago will beat Edmonton in four. Vancouver will beat Minnesota in three. Arizona will beat Nashville in four. Keep in mind, these are all best of fives. They're not seven. So, um, thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the, I hope you enjoyed the, the show. And I will catch you guys later.